Last week, someone in a clergy Facebook group asked, why do we take this five-week diversion into John's gospel smack in the middle of year B in the gospel of Mark? The most logical answer might be that Mark is the shortest of the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and so needs a little help from his brother John to get through the year. But these readings from John all center around chapter 6, which centers around feeding and, more specifically, bread. Jesus speaks today about the true bread from heaven, which comes from God to give life to the world. Ah, it's about Holy Communion. We love communion. Okay, we get it. Not so fast, my friends. Here's a cautionary tale. A couple of years ago, in the before time, you know, B.C., before COVID, I had a conversation with Bishop Benfield, who made a reference to people being interested in not much more than getting their wafer. When I asked him to elaborate, he replied, What I see is that sometimes people come to church when they can get their wafer and do not come to church on other days. The problem with it is that it encourages people to have a me-and-Jesus relationship at the expense of seeing the body of Christ in the people around them. He continued, Christianity is truly focused on the community, not simply on the individual Are people not willing to say that it is just as important to see Jesus in other people in the pews or outside these walls as it is to see Jesus in the bread and wine of the Eucharist? In today's gospel, Jesus tells us that he is the bread of life. We come to this table as often as we can to receive that bread. We give thanks today and every day for the blessings we receive. But sometimes we get so focused on our own experience with Christ and the church, we lose sight of what is really important, being Christ for others and seeing Christ in them. And I know I say this all the time. You know, they say preachers have one sermon that they preach year after Sunday after But it is something I think we need to keep right in the forefront of our mind now more than ever. We hear and see so much rancor and division and cruelty. If we let all that noise creep in and distract us, then we're no better than those we sometimes criticize. So if we are Christ's body in the world, what do we have to offer? What is our bread? To me, it shows up throughout our liturgy. Deliver us from the presumption of coming to this table for solace only and not for strength, for pardon only and not for renewal. That's in the Book of Common Prayer on page 372. And that we might no longer live for ourselves, but for him who died and rose for us, he sent his Holy Spirit, his own first gift for those who believe, to complete his work in the world. 
That's over on page 374. And now, Father, send us out to do the work you have given us to do, to love and serve you as faithful witnesses of Christ our Lord. That's on page 366. In these past many months, we've known what it was like to do without the Eucharist. If we're not careful, we may be heading back toward a time when we won't be able to share it again soon. What does that mean for us? What do we do about that? As always, Jesus gives us the example. He's not literally bread, but he is literally more life-giving than bread. Bread can only sustain our bodies. As he said, do not work for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life. Son of Man will give you. Jesus' love sustains us forever and forevermore. That love is not something to which we are exclusively entitled. When we see the Christ in others, we are looking on someone upon whom God has set God's seal. This is what we offer as bread to the community. A radical welcome, unconditional acceptance, safe place full of love. Then our vision statement, you can look it up on the website. Quote, to be and be known as a Christ-centered community that offers sanctuary where all are welcome at our table. But our work is not just to come to the communion rail. Our work is to believe in Christ, whom God has sent, and to let his presence sustain us as we continue to try to do his work in the world. Psychiatrist serving as, as a chaplain at a major metropolitan hospital once said, the goal of all counseling is for a person to love him or herself. For if you aren't going to love yourself, who will? And if you don't start now, then when? Pastor asked him, but doctor, have you yet encountered a single person who has had the ability to love himself first without experiencing love from another person? After a moment of silence, the doctor replied, no, not really. This is what God in Christ Jesus does for us and has done for us since the beginning of time. Even when he cast Adam and Eve out of the Garden of Eden, God clothed them so they wouldn't die from exposure. The poor Israelites wandered, seemingly lost in the wilderness for 40 years. They were miserable much of the time. All the while, God loved them, cared for them. Part of the crowd following Jesus literally had just been fed by him with the loaves and fishes and were most likely just looking for another meal. Jesus, who had loved them all along, offered to them himself as the bread of life that they might never be hungry again. No barley, bread, and fish sandwich will satisfy the hunger, the need for the sustenance that Jesus gives so freely. Same for us today. 
in spite of all our wandering, lost in deserts of our own making, God loves us and cares for us. Just like us, people all around us are wandering in their own wildernesses, searching for safety, for acceptance, for community. They may come through our doors, they may not. Our call is to be ready to extend God's love at every opportunity, within these walls or not, to offer that bread of life for everyone we meet. Amen.